Oh, hello. Welcome to Tap That AZ, the show that helps you find places in the Grand Canyon State that get a nice, tasty beverage. I'm your host, Eric Walters. I've been out here for about nine years now. Love living in Arizona. It's a beautiful state. A lot of people don't really understand what Arizona is all about. People think of Arizona, they think the desert, they think hot. And four months out of the year, it's hot. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Like so hot that you feel like somebody is playing some sort of sick joke on you. But it's not a joke. It's real life. You got to deal with it. And you got to stay hydrated. I like to find the fun ways to stay hydrated out here. So one of my favorite things to do is drink beer. I love beer. Craft beer. There's a really good craft beer scene out here. There's a lot of breweries. Since I've been out here. Okay, breweries. It's a weird word to say. Especially the way that I say it. Where are the R's? Where are the W's? Okay, the places they make beer, right? So when I moved out here, there was around 40 or so breweries, but now there are over close to 80, I think. So I'm going to hit up a lot of breweries because I like beer and wine scene out here is really starting to expand too. So I want to hit up some wineries. I love coffee. Pretty good uh, selection of coffee shops out here, even some distilleries. So basically, if you can drink it, I want to cover it. I want to give a big shout out to Fayuka. Fayuka is a local band out here in Arizona who gave me permission to use one of their songs as my intro music and love these guys. Latin sublime style band. They're just really, really good. So check them out at Fayuka-music.com. You can also find them on Spotify. It's Fayuka, F-A-Y-U-C-A. So in this first episode, I traveled to Flagstaff, Arizona to talk with Michael Marquis from Mother Road Brewing Company, which is my favorite brewery in the whole world because they have my favorite beer in the whole world, Lost Highway Black IPA. I reached out to Michael and said, dude, I'm doing this podcast. You guys are my favorite. I would love to get you on for the first episode. He said, hell yeah, dude, come on up. So he took me for on a tour of the brewery, uh, first episode, so I was still trying to get equipment figured out. So as you'll see, the interview just kind of abruptly starts as my equipment starts to work, and we just we just take it from there. So grab a drink, enjoy the show. time getting your microphone up i was, I was. <laughs> it's your beer it's your beer yeah I, it's supposed to happen as you get older but i <laughs> I, I you know Alyssa's grandparents uh you know, lived in their 80s and 90s and her grandfather one family dinner this is the craziest thing but for whatever reason the 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 conversation went off the trolley because I don't know if it was the whiskeys before dinner because that was normal <laughs> yes. or the wine during dinner or beer yeah but all of a sudden he's like well, the only thing I can tell you is if you don't use it, you lose it. So you better keep using it. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, my God, this this is my wife's grandparents. Right. But you remembered it, though. It is, it. Uh, it is excellent advice because he lived uh, to late 80s and her grandmother lived to uh, early 90s and they knew how to live life. So yeah. we can only hope to be as good as they are. Ah, oh, dude, whiskey before dinner. That's that's a that's a good start. Whiskey and snacks. Yeah. Uh, Grossman used to call them crumblies, which were could be anything from Chex Mix to cheese and crackers to a full deli plate, whatever she was in the mood for that night. Wow. Then you'd progress into the full on dinner. 
uh, beer, wine, uh, whatnot. And then after dinner was either an after dinner drink or coffee. And, uh, you know, when I was first married 15 years ago, uh, she'd bake all of her own stuff. Um, after Bradley passed and she was getting a little less able to bake, uh, it'd be Sarah Lee. Uh, and she'd tell us, well, I'm getting a little more tired as I get older, so Sarah Lee, she can bake for me anytime. <laughs> right. But it was always the full gambit. And that's, that's really where, you know, when we say finding joy in the adventure and the genesis of all of why we came to do this brewery really was from our grandparents learning to slow down, enjoy life, and, and them teaching us that, that pausing and stopping for a few minutes. Because our life right now, I mean, the cell phone's always buzzing, ringing, beeping, blinking, telling me to do something. I've got emails, I've got calls, I've got guests, I've got all these things in life. But sometimes you just have to sit back and say, my God, this is good. I mean, look at this out here. Sun shining, blue skies, uh, it's a perfect autumn Flagstaff day. We're on a patio, yep. enjoying everything that is good in life, slowing down, having a pint of beer. We don't do that enough in our modern world. Yeah. And that's why we created Mother Road Brewing, is to enjoy, slow down, because this is a handcrafted beer. It's meant to be enjoyed. You, you, you just This is what we want to do, is slow down our world, just a titch, just for a little bit, because... I can't stop progress, but at least we can have a little pause over a pint of beer. Yeah. Dude, I think that's a perfect beginning. <laughs> that is the that's perfect, where we're at. <laughs> that is the perfect beginning, yes. It's, it's why we're here. Yeah. It's and the that's, only reason we're here. <laughs> and it's the service of people, right? Like, that's yeah. what it, you you are, are creating just great memories for multiple people. And, and that's most of what we are is, at least in the tap room, and, and hopefully as well with the uh, with the stuff. If you buy us at a, at a grocer or your, your favorite liquor store, right. beer is the media that we transact business. I mean, this place doesn't run without me being able to pay the staff, pay the landlord, keep keep everything flowing. Right. But really, what we're selling is the Mother Road experience. Uh, you know, when you come to Mother Road, it's about the experience. It's about the staff taking good care of you. It's about you meeting your brewers, seeing where your beer is made, enjoying the entirety of the experience of Mother Road, that we have conversation and games and books here. There's the only TV channel we have on is the menu channel for the beer. Right. <laughs> uh, you know, we want you to be fully immersed in the Mother Road experience here. And the way we do that is through the beer and through then you handing over some dollars for the beer and us, you know, having this experience together beer's just almost secondary to that experience of slowing down and pausing in the world and and remembering to enjoy life a little bit right so hey that's that's what we're doing here cheers cheers to you so well we might as well get into the introduction now mm. <laughs> oh that's right we're doing an interview aren't we <laughs> i'm supposed to, you ask questions i answer no. uh this you ask me perfect. tough questions, I get all political and uh, right. go off on a tangent somewhere. Yes, yes. Then I yell Benghazi a few times Ex and you've forgotten whatever you were supposed to be asking me. Exactly. Okay, <laughs> now that we're on the right track, yeah. Benghazi. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so, no, so we are with uh, Mike Marquez. Uh, Michael Marquez, yeah. Michael Marquez from Mother Road Brewing. So we are, this is the first episode, so that is a special thing. So I'm breaking you, air again. 
Yes, yes. <laughs> I, yeah, I, uh, I took some beatings inside a little bit earlier, but uh, yeah. <laughs> Nothing so, a few pints didn't cure. That's right, that's right. So you guys just celebrated your five-year anniversary, right? We did. Dude, that is awesome. Congratulations. Thank you, thank you. Yes. How did you celebrate? Uh, well, we, we had a little party out on the patio, and uh, here's the funny thing about a brewery opening November 17th in Flagstaff. You never know what the weather is going to do, <laughs> right. and uh, anyone that's been to the Mother Road uh, tap room up here knows that we don't have a lot of space. Uh, so we did the uh, party out on the patio, and uh, of course it was the coldest night of the season thus far. Right. <laughs> so we had guests uh, basically running around uh, our fires and heaters at 26 degrees, uh, about 100 guests out on the uh, patio and parking lot enjoying pints and uh, some rare beers. We had some uh, older vintage anniversary ales that were out here, and uh, Mother Road Trio played, which was awesome. Uh, food by Satchmas, we just had a blast, and really celebrating the accomplishments of, of our team and our investors and everybody that made Mother Road what it is today. Uh, I think the biggest thank you during our, our Founders Toast was to the public, because they're the ones that supported Mother Road from day one and have been unwavering in their support since. And it's it's very humbling to have that many folks come out to celebrate with you in that kind of cold temperature <laughs> right. and to hang out with you like a bunch of loons in <laughs> sub-freezing temperature, drinking beer, having a blast. Um, it was really wonderful and my hat's off to our, our guests. They, they make us who we are. Yeah, well, I mean, I th I'm pretty sure that it helps that your beer is amazing too. There is that. We've right. got a hell of a brew team. <laughs> yes. Yes. Your, your team here in general. So tell us about the team. Like, tell us about the team you got. So, uh, you know, we started five years ago with a staff of three. It was myself, Urs, and Sharon. Okay. Uh, we kind of all brewed. We all bartended to some extent. We did a little bit of everything together. Uh, we're up to 16 staff now, so a little bit bigger now. Uh, but the, uh, the biggest change is just... Uh, our, our brew team has gotten a lot more educated and professional over time. Uh, the lab is uh, incredible now. What we're doing, I never would have imagined when we started with all the microbiology that's going to our beers, uh, all of the testing, uh, both quantitative and qualitative. And on the other side, in the, the tap room, uh, you know, Sharon was our, our first, pretty much our first, second employee, depending on Urs or Sharon fighting over who was hired first. <laughs> right. <laughs> but she's still here. Uh, Cedar's still here. I mean, we've got a lot of long time, multiple year employees. And, you know, even though Alyssa and I as founders have the vision, it's really the staff that, that carry that out and make it reality day in, day out. And uh, Mother Road wouldn't be here without them. Nice. And, and Alyssa is your wife, right? Alyssa is my wife and co-founder. Kind of the brains behind the operation, you're telling me a little bit, right? <laughs> she is. Uh, even though Alyssa's not seen, uh, you know, the effect on Mother Road is there. Uh, whether it's us having coffee at 5 a.m. before we take the kids to school or that last pint after we put the kids to bed at night. Uh, the weird planning sessions we have at, a, at odd times. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, she's... She doesn't get enough credit because she's so much behind the scenes, and I'm here more on a daily basis, but uh, this brewery wouldn't be here without her. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, thank you, Alyssa. We'll, yeah. we'll, we'll drink to that. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe she'll come down and join us. I don't know. <laughs> yes, yes. That's awesome. So um, so a little, little side story. So 
Cedar is tap room uh, host, right? Correct. Tap room host. Um, he's been ever since I've been coming here. He's he's been the guy. He's he's the Doogie Hauser of beer. He is the Doogie Hauser. What is he? Twelve? Uh, you know, he might be sixteen <laughs> on a good day. Right. Uh, he, he, the hardest day was, uh, you know, he. God, he's been with us almost four years now, and uh, he had his 21st birthday, and uh, Sharon, our taproom manager, poured his first beer at 21. Oh, wow, nice. Which was so, so cool. Uh, but, yeah, it's it's good to have these long-term guys. Right. So, Cedar, <laughs> the Doogie Hauser of beer behind the bar. If he you see a- someone 12 serving you a beer, it's Cedar. It's Cedar, and he's he's legally allowed to serve you beer at this point, <laughs> right? Yes, so. <laughs> Notice here, he is 19 or above. We can insert that recording right into it, yeah. <laughs> so... I was here a couple months ago, a buddy and I, uh, we decided to go out. So they've got a uh, basketball hoop um, that is about, what, about 30 feet from the door? Yeah. Right? You can yeah. go out. You can you can shoot some hoops. So buddy and I were out there. We were shooting hoops. And all of a sudden, Cedar comes running from the tap room. Dude, dude, dude. He's sprinting, like, over to us. So me, you know, 2005 Steve Nash, Western Conference Finals, chest pass yeah. on a laser. Boom, right to him. I thought he wanted to pass. He wanted. He was going to go in for a layup, right? Flies right past him, right into the fence. And he, my buddy, had grabbed, took it, taking his beer out there. <laughs> so, so Cedar's like, yeah. So I mean, this. I was so proud of this pass because I'm a big dude. I'm not a passer. I'm a down low kind of guy, right? So, <laughs> just hits the fence, right? So I'm just like, ah, oh, man, that's kind of embarrassing. And oh, I see what's going on now. Look over onto the patio here, 35 people laughing their asses off. They're like, dude, that was a great pass. That was a great pass. Yeah, so Cedar was on point, though, man. He's like, no, no, because we didn't see the sign. Didn't see the sign, so so good job. Good job to Cedar. <laughs> you know, not only is he good with remembering what you drank, he's also good at trying to protect the license and follow you the know law. What? So <laughs> It's good that you have him, though, right? Because idiots like us, we're just walking around the neighborhood with your beer and, you know, so nice nice work, Cedar. <laughs> he, he, he's out there on patrol. <laughs> <laughs> he, was, he, was, he was on a mission, too, man. He was on a mission. Sadly, too. his layup's about as sad as mine, so <laughs> it, right. even if the pass had connected, it was no good. Right. That was the best thing that could have happened at that point, I think. Yeah. Uh, that's awesome. So well, how did you get into this? Like, so, like, you guys have been here five years. Like, where, what did you do before you did this? Uh, I was a real estate appraiser. Oh, really? Okay. The most uh, miserable work in the world. Oh. Uh, you're somewhere in the pecking order between a divorce attorney and a used car salesman. <laughs> that's a bad or, middle ground. Yeah. I, I really don't know which is, uh, which is worse, but... Um, it was not fulfilling my life. Uh, I'm a graduate of NAU up here okay. uh, in hospitality, and I, I just wasn't happy. So about the same time I was appraising, I started brewing beer at home. Now, to be fair to all home brewers, uh, I'm a hack home brewer. Uh, <laughs> I have to tell you that. Um, I would have a great beer that would, uh, you know, be second up at the fair, and then I'd have a crummy couple of beers following. Uh, you know, but I enjoyed it, and that's that's what got me into it was the love of brewing the love of drinking beer enjoying different kinds it's the commoner's drink mm-hmm. you don't go to a barbecue and have a 300 hundred dollar bottle of pinot <laughs> no you go no. and you have a six pack of beer and that's right. what i love about beers it's it's accessible it, it's a common drink that all of us can enjoy together yeah so i was home brewing while i was being miserable at work 
and then I got to be more miserable and more miserable uh, through the downturn in the economy. Uh, if you remember that horribleness in uh, 789 as everything went to hell. Right. So at that time, I was becoming miserable to live with. And Alyssa finally, you know, she had a long talk with me. She's like, you're going to stroke out over the computer because you hate what you're doing writing appraisals. Or I might kill you because you're not, <laughs> you know, you're coming home. You're, you're not pleasant to live with. And I wasn't, to mm -hmm. be fair. Right. Um, I wasn't happy with what I was doing. I was reflecting everything in my life. And going back to the old grandparents, watching them. You know, Alyssa's, <laughs> Alyssa's grandmother, uh, she escaped Nazi Germany as a girl, or, oh, wow. or, or rather Austria. She came out of Vienna okay. um, on a boat. I mean, they had to escape down to Spain and out of Madrid and Portugal to get across to the U.S. to safety. Uh, you know, my grandparents grew up in the Depression era. Uh, large families, very poor on farms. Uh, you know, they knew how to live, and we weren't living that life so this culminated uh coming back long stretch of two-lane road the boys you know azalea wasn't even born yet so the the boys were very young in the back seat of our 82 vw westie we got an old <laughs> old camping van we love it to death um and she had this this moment she's like why are we doing this this is not what our grandparents are teaching us to do and they're living great lives and i said no and so she told me uh why don't we do this brewery? You love brewing. Why don't we just do this? And I said, oh, I, I couldn't. We're, we're addicted to the money. And she's like, we made $22,000 last year. It's not the money. <laughs> right, yes. I'm like, oh, well, yeah, that's, that's, that's <laughs> probably pretty true. Uh, and then uh, I said, well, you know, what if we lose the house or, or, or whatever? This is what you said? That's what I said. I said, okay. what if we lose the house if we do this and it all goes, goes south? Yeah. She's like, we're behind on the mortgage. We might lose the house anyway. Right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> She's like, so what's stopping us? And I said, really? Really nothing then. And that's when she kicked me in the butt to take a passion and, and turn it into something that fit our lifestyle so we could go to work every day and be happy about what we're doing. Um, you know, that was... Uh, years ago because we didn't we incorporated in early 2010 and opened in 2011 okay it's easy to look back now and say yeah yeah mother road of course it's a going concern this is it's a fine brewery we're expanding everyone's happy we've got great distribution this is all wonderful stuff but back then uh you know i knew Urs from the homebrew club he'd just gotten back from davis we had a handshake deal with him as our first head brewer you know, Sharon was a broopy following us. Broopy, so, I like that uh, term. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, if, if, if you haven't seen it anywhere, I'm going to totally take credit for that yes. one. Now, but, <laughs> but a broopy, you know, a beer follower. Yeah, and, yeah. and she had chased us uh, with her then uh, boyfriend, soon to be husband, of course. They they got married here in the brewery. I got to perform the ceremony. Oh, really? Nice. Little known fact in Arizona, the head of a brewery, can conduct marriage ceremonies just by by that definition alone oh absolutely really no it's actually bullshit <laughs> uh, i've got a minister's license <laughs> um, that helps <laughs> awesome. i'm like but, oh man i'm taking notes and stuff here <laughs> open brewery do but it marriages. was it was it was really fun we we totally married them yeah. uh we we put all sorts of tooling uh, and different things october 31st so they had a day of the dead uh oh, nice. marriage ceremony 
So I dressed in this beautiful uh, priest frock from uh, you know, 1910, 1915 with full face paint. Everyone had full face paint. Best night in the brewery. It was amazing to That's perform awesome. that ceremony. Yeah. But uh, I totally just took us off the trolley there. Where, we're, where, good. Where, where we're good. Where were we? Wherever uh, the trolley takes us, that's where we're riding. <laughs> we're not driving. Yeah, we're no, not we're, driving. We're, we're just going down. Yeah. Uh, so, so open the brewery. So, Your wife so, encouraged you to yeah, do yeah. So she, uh, so she encouraged to open the brewery. And what it took was uh, it took several things and uh, <laughs> kind of hard to hard to go back to those times because the the appraisal firm I sold off. Um, guy that bought it, he said he paid too much, or paid, he, rather, no, reverse that. He said he paid too little, I thought he paid too much, because the economy being what it was then. So he thought he was getting over on you, and you're like, sorry, dude. Yeah, it was all that. good. We were both, it was a good deal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and then we borrowed uh, $50,000 from my grandmother to start the brewery. Nice. At 7%. Grandma was a shark, I got to say. <laughs> 7%. But, uh, you know, as she told me when we were negotiating the deal, uh, she didn't know that she would ever get to spend all the interest. And uh, it was a little sad. Uh, this last October, she passed. Oh, man. Uh, yeah. And that was, that was really hard because uh, my grandmother had allowed us to borrow basically the seed money, right. which we're still paying back. Right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> And Alyssa's grandmother, before she passed, had allowed us to use a fourplex as collateral for the bank loan to get the rest of the brewery going. Right. So it's been a little bit, it's been a little bit hard um, having the last of the grandparents pass this year, and not truly getting to see us uh, growing to our full potential. Yeah. Without well, they were your inspiration too. Exactly. That lifestyle that they lived in. So, and neither of them lived extravagantly. Both sets of grandparents were not, you know, they didn't have big fancy houses, they didn't drive fancy cars. As a matter of fact, we made fun of Gross Money for her Mercury Mystique. Because right. <laughs> <laughs> any car that sounds like Mistake, Mystique, mystique. <laughs> could, could be a little bit troubling. Um, <laughs> but they, did, they didn't live that way, but when it was important at family gatherings or things, um, they would make sure it was a really good event. Uh, you know, Gross Money used to press a $100 bill into my hand and say, Go to the market, get the best meats and the best cheeses for tonight, oh, nice. and and that was that was the lesson learned. You don't have to have big houses, big cars, and things, but those connections and those those relationships when they're important with family, mm -hmm. that's what's important. Yeah. So when we'd come together as a family and have those dinners, it was important to have the best things because that was a special occasion, and we were enjoying the joy right and that's why when we chose the tagline finding joy in the adventure that's exactly why we picked it it's because both sets of grandparents knew how to enjoy whether it was at campouts, um, you know my grandpa and grandma used to do big steak dinners right there'd be 16 18 people in my grandparents dining room grandpa would put on a uh, chef de barbecue apron the thing apron, it was yeah. it was absolutely the goofiest thing <laughs> And he'd go out there and cook these really magnificent steaks for everyone because it was important. It was part of family and community together. Right. And that's what we've hoped to take from our lives and, and share with everyone through Mother Road Brewing Co. is that, that sense of being part of the community. 
Yeah. And I hope that I hope that shows uh, in what we do and, and, and the charities and things that we support and the beer we brew and how we treat our staff and our crew and our guests. It really does come from both of our collective families. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think you guys do continue that, right? Because, like you said, you feel the beer is secondary, right? Because it, it's it's primary in one sense that we have to have the. It has to be perfect beer. Yeah. But it's it's auxiliary to the experience of life. Right. I'm not going to take over anyone's life. I'm not going to you know I'm not going to just subjugate anyone's life. It really is about having something that is part of someone's life and reminding them to slow down. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's what this place creates too, right? Because it helps that the beer is phenomenal. But when I come here, I come with my wife, my father-in-law, we bring some friends over and it's, you just enjoy yourself. And and the beer just complements that, it really does. And and the building itself, I don't know what it is about this building, but this building creates something, (laughs) so. You know, if, if, if I were a little more uh, woo-woo or I don't know what you'd call it, but I think a lot of it is uh, Mike's Pike was the original alignment of Route 66 from uh, 26 through 35. So if you can imagine, we had a ton of Dust Bowl families, uh, you know, your stereotypical Oki with everything hanging off the Model T, mm-hmm. heading west, hopeful of a new life. Mm-hmm. And I think some of that energy might have rubbed off on the old Milam Laundry building here right. because they would have gone right by it for years and years. And it's humbling to think of all of those folks coming by as much as, uh, you know, as much as we've created a new life by switching our paradigm and doing things we wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And this is my greatest joy. I mean... Yeah. Worst day when everything's going wrong, whether it's a condenser goes down, a pump goes down, whatever it is that, you know, the worst day you can imagine at the brewery is still the best day possible and the most joyful day when I go in. If I get that weird call at 4 a.m. that something's gone horribly amiss, (laughs) there is great joy in knowing that Alyssa and I created an entire new company, Mm -hmm. an entire brewery, and are providing good wages and good lifestyle for our crew here yeah and that's it's very humbling that we have done that and how much support the community and our crew have given us back so i was going to ask you too archive ale so i was here one time and i always get that we always get the lost highway black ipa oh, nectar speak. of the gods right? speak of the devil don't call me a devil okay <laughs> who, do, who do we got here well go hi for- this, this is Alyssa. This is the co-founder. This is, uh, we've been hearing stories all day. Uh-oh. All yes. right. We have it on record, too. Yeah, yeah I can I'll tell. I'll later. <laughs> <laughs> do, do you want to get a beer and join us? Uh, that sounds like a plan, yeah. A, and, a another, would be a good and another sweatshirt, maybe? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I was here one time, right? So Lost Highway, Black IPA, is, as mm-hmm. Phil calls it, my father-in-law here, Nectar of the Gods, <laughs> coined that term. Yep. It is it's the best beer in the world. It, it really is. Not because we well, love you and we love this place, but it is because you, we love you. You got to thank place. and uh, blame Urs Reiner for uh, helping us create that. That was uh, one of his babies. So the yeast whisperer, right? The yeast whisperer, the way yeast back whisperer. when. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So he, he created he, a legend here. He created the Lost Highway, and yep. uh, you know the way he approached it. He asked me one day. He's like. I've heard about these beers, these these uh, black IPAs they made in Vermont like 20 years ago. 
Maybe we should try one, because, you know, the Northwest is trying to hijack it and call it Cascadia Dark. I'm like, oh, let's go for one. What the hell? And uh, we brewed a small batch, and the taproom loved it. We brewed a second small batch, and we made the mistake of giving it out. We gave a keg to Pizza Coletta on the corner, uh, which was fine. But then Jamie over at Satchmo's, our, our very first commercial account we ever did with Satchmo's Barbecue. Yeah. He calls, me, he calls me up and he's like, why the hell do they have this beer and I don't? I'm feeling a little hurt there. So we sent a keg over there and then it kind of cascaded from there. We, we ended up having a lot of less highway and it was actually our number one seller until last year as we launched the Tower Station Tower IPA. Station. Yeah. Um, it's now taken second seat. Sorry, Lost uh, Highway. Uh, not if I can help it. You're still yeah. a great beer, but, uh, <laughs> you know, Tower's kind of the thing. Everyone likes Citra now. What can I say? It is a good beer. Tower Station is phenomenal. So, uh, but, yeah, Lost Highway was uh, it was kind of the first beer that we did that was a little more of a, a beer geek's beer, if you will, or, or a craft drinker's beer that yeah. was a little more unique and different uh, and we've had a lot of fun with it so it's great it's a great beer so that's always our go-to right we come here we're like, like there's seven of them on the list but we're gonna go with lost highway until we decide what else we want but there was one time i came in and cedar was like dude we don't have many of these left you got to try this and it was a can of archive ale okay so archive ale is it not only is it a great beer but it has an amazing story behind it so, so Archive Ale, uh, <laughs> this, is, this is the fun of loving uh, history and motoring and, and things in Arizona. Uh, one of our good friends of the brewery is Sean Evans, who's an archivist over at the Klein Library Special Collections and Archives. Sorry, Sean, if I butchered that. What's the acronym uh, for that? I have no clue. <laughs> I, think, I think they call it the SCA, which makes me think of the guys dressing up in medieval, but whatever. Uh, it's part of the library, and as Alyssa and I are both graduates of NAU, you know, it's a, it's a big part of what we do. So Sean invited me over for a personal tour of the archives, so I got to go back into the vaults and, and see a lot of the neat things that are hiding back behind the public areas. And, you know, we went through and we're looking at Mary Coulter, uh, who was Fred Harvey, the, the early hospitality guy of the Southwest, uh, looking at drawings of the different things that she had built for him, uh, which was amazing. And we went through and I got to handle the, the copper lumberjack axe. They used to chop a, uh, a log at the 50-yard uh, line starting every home game. So this was, the, you know, all these cool bits of history of NAU in Northern Arizona. And then we came around, and he's like, oh, and we have these. And these are uh, William Dean Fawcett's Seven Stages of Drunkenness. And I'm like, no way. So we're looking at this beautiful cowboy art that, that shows these cowboys drinking beer going through the seven stages of drunkenness, uh, which ends at comatose. <laughs> and, and the backstory was that Mary Coulter as architect for the Fred Harvey Company had had these commissioned by Dean Fawcett to hang at the El Tavar at the South Rim of the Grand Canyon in the bar. And they were just absolutely amazing. And Sean looks at me and says, God, it's a shame you can't do a seven-pack. And we said, well, maybe... <laughs> and thus a legend was born. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so we're like, well, maybe we could do a seven-pack. Why can't you? Like, what, is there a law? 
No, it was no. just they, they it just <laughs> wasn't packaging at the time, yeah. nor the I don't know. So we so we, so we <laughs> yeah. created a seven pack. Uh, you know, a special box, uh, got the labels transcribed onto cans and things, and it, it really was a, a beautiful project. The hardest part, though, was getting the legalities because you have Northern Arizona University who owns the rights to the images because they were donated. Right. You have uh, Zantera and the Grand Canyon National Park Lodges who owns the right to the Fred Harvey name. So we had all these parties coming together, which was so cool, to form uh, this partnership to do the Archive Ale. And I think that I think the moment where it really hit Alyssa and I was we're at home drinking some of the dented, you know, we, we get a fair amount of scratch and dent cans, <laughs> or that are not filled high enough or too low, so we can't sell them. So we'll take them home, you know, crew takes them home and drinks them. Yeah. And we turn the can around, and there's Northern Arizona University's logo on our label, you know, our school that we graduated from, and here's their logo on something we made. And it was the coolest moment ever to be, to be really bringing relevance to Fred Harvey, Mary Coulter, Dean Fawcett's art, all of these things that are historical and very important to the Southwest, that now we're bringing them into relevance with craft beer, which is you know, so hot right now. Yeah. And it was just amazing to have that, that NAU logo. I think that was kind of one of the coolest things. The NAU logo was cool. And then I think, I'm, I'm not sure if you said that's why I was in getting a beer, but um, one of the things I thought was really neat is that the, um, uh, what's the, oh, oh, come on, I'm forgetting the name of the bar where they, El Tovar. El Tovar is <laughs> now, as they're redesigning, they're putting up these paintings again. They're finding a place. Ah, the um, original. Put, the original. No, they're putting up the prints. Reproductions. Yeah, they got, they got really way. nice That's reproductions. Awesome. Yeah. And so I felt really cool that we kind of stepped into history in this way and kind of brought this storytelling back to this space at the Grand Canyon. And, yeah. and they're, uh, Zantara's getting ready to do some merchandise based on the yeah. seven stages of drunkenness. Of course, when we did the box, uh, Zantara was a little worried about the word drunkenness, and of yes, course I, we have uh, label laws to comply with, so we ended up having to call the it the seven stages. stages yeah, Just but the seven stages. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. It's just cool because also it brings, so Zantara, when they came into that property, they just didn't realize that this history was so interesting, and this Fred Harvey legacy has so many fascinating stories, and I love that craft beer helped bring this forward again and tell some more history of Arizona yeah. and history of the Grand Canyon. Just get people talking about it again. Yeah. And, 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 the, and get that company doing that. And I think the best part is we uh, we ended up donating $2,500 yeah. to the archives from the proceeds of the sales of these special release beers to help preserve the Fred Harvey legacy and the collection over at NAU. So now... You know, they're able to do everything from the boring, which is, you know, acid-free boxes, to, you know, having a little more money to pay interns and volunteers to go through. Yeah. They have so much material over there, they still haven't gone through a lot of the donations. And Fred Harvey was the defining difference in hospitality in the Southwest. He made everything change that basically what we know as hospitality now in the Southwest was a direct result of Fred Harvey and the Harvey houses coming west with the Atchison, Topeka, Santa Fe Railroad. Yeah. Harvey House, Harvey Girls, everything that went with it. Uh, the old Super Chief with the turquoise room, which was the dining car on the Super Chief that would run from Chicago to L.A. 
had some of the finest dining experiences anywhere in the U.S., and this was on a rail car. I mean, how cool is that to be traveling across the U.S. and having fine cuisine, the finest cocktails, while you're zipping along at 60, 70 miles an hour on a rail car? Yeah. We've lost a lot in our modern era. Right. <laughs> Sorry, Amtrak, it isn't the same. Yeah. Well, that goes to the to the name of the brewery too, right? Mother Road. So we didn't. We never really even got into that. So it's um, it's huge connection to literature, right? Well, Major we, American literature. We, we stole the name, basically. So yeah. right behind you, that stretch of road is um, a historical. Uh, it's a it's a stretch of Route 66 that was one of the original alignments of Route 66. Okay. And when Michael says we stole the name, um, John Steinbeck <laughs> used the term the Mother Road in Grapes of Wrath to talk about Route 66. Right. And so we are along. So that was Route 66. That was, Route 66. That was it, right until, there. Until 1935. 1935. Traffic was so heavy they had to change the alignment. Wow. Really? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wow. <laughs> Chicago to L.A., correct. It was originally, at one point it was called the Great Diagonal Way, yeah, which is super boring. Yeah, it's got a lot of boring. nicknames. <laughs> right. Great Diagonal Way. Yeah, it was the, I like uh, Mother Road better. Yeah, they, it was the Will Rogers Highway, the Evergreen Highway. It had a Let's, lot of names. Old trails. Old trails, great names. But, so did you choose the location first and then the name? <laughs> or uh, They kind of happened in tandem, didn't they? I think they happened... Yeah, it certainly has been a... a, I don't, a, a remember I don't remember now. either. <laughs> you know, Flagstaff is a, is a long Route 66 anyhow, so it may have been something we talked about before. I know we've... we In coming up with this... No, I think it happened before, honestly. I think it was lucky that we wound up in this building. I, I think Because it I think be we bad. were talking... Yeah, because I remember talking about how it would be nice to bring together our passions, um, both people, history, Arizona. And so... This gave us this space to talk about these fun things, do this historic, like do this project with um, the archives, and also then have the craft beer with this fun uh, storytelling ability. I mean, Mother Road inspires so much story and so much imagination, and hope so just, hope. Yeah. That's exactly. I mean, we say finding joy in the adventure, and so many people love to go on a road trip, but. Um, Originally, like in, in Grapes of, of Wrath, you know, this was a, a road, people traveling, trying to go to a better life. So Road of yeah. flight, but also a, a road of hope to yeah. looking for a better life in the West. Yeah. Um, I'd, say, I'd say we did okay. We, we didn't go all the way. I grew up here. <laughs> I found it. So. Yeah, good, good. <laughs> found you, so I, I'm, I'm happy all, to I'm be all here. set. <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. So, guys, thank you so much. I, I really appreciate you guys joining us for episode number one. This is episode this number is, one. This is, you, guys are, yeah. you guys are the setting the bar. We are the really beginning high. of a joyful adventure for yes. you. How appropriate. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Love it. It's full circle. Full circle. It's like the, it's like the cow that eats the grains that comes back. Yeah. There, you there you go. There you go. So, where can everybody find you? Online, in person. On the so, uh, motherroadbeer.com, uh, that's the best place for Clearinghouse. Uh, you can, of course, come visit the brewery here in Flagstaff on Original Route 66. And, and soon? Oh, well, I was going to just tell them Facebook and Instagram. Those are easy. Again, look up Mother Road Beer. Those are nice and yep. easy. But tell the soon thing because that's actually more exciting than... Okay, so, so, so the soon... Um, 
thank you, Arizona and New Mexico, for drinking so much of our, uh, our beer. Um, we're going to be opening up an 8,000-square-foot facility here uh, about six months out over on uh, East Butler Avenue, about a mile and a half from the existing brewery. Uh, production facility, small tap room, and you'll be able to uh, see everything happen over there. But mostly we have to keep up with all you guys because you're uh, drinking so much of our beer, and we thank you for that. So this uh, production facility is a result of all of uh, you out there we'll in the world. We'll be in both locations, yeah. So you'll be able to come to both tap rooms, both breweries. They'll both be active brewing companies. So come out check us out here in the next few months. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you guys so much. Thanks for having Tune us. Tune in on the next episode.